0: I always tell everybody a good investment is just when you don't lose money because then when you actually make money, you get to keep it. Right. When you constantly, if you make big risky investments for me, then it's like you go backwards so far that it takes just to get back to zero. Yep. And so I like to be a little bit more careful than most people. I've never been a big stock market person. I always wished I was, but so many times I look at my friends and I go, oh my God, I'm so glad I wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I've always invested in myself.
1: Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Money Mondays. I have a very, very special episode for you today. We have combined the two biggest animal influencers together in the same RV motorhome. (laughs) We have The Real Tarzan, hundreds of millions of views. Jay Prehistoric Pets, hundreds of millions of views. Together, we might get one billion views. All right, so the Money Mondays, we talk about three topics. How do you make money? How do you invest money? And how do you give it away to charity? So let's get right into it. Jay, give us the two minute bio. How the heck did you end up here with a snake around you?
0: Two minute bio. Well, I uh, started out as a poor little kid, unfortunately, or fortunately, yep. actually, I would say now, uh, which ended up making me need to do something because I didn't have bicycles and all the cool toys that everybody else had. So I found myself in irrigation ditches till two in the morning. Didn't do so good in school because <laughs> I didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> I did caught lizards, frogs, turtles, all kinds of odds and ends and... Uh, it really built a passion for animals.
1: Yeah. And the, where are we?
0: We're, we're <laughs> actually at my, one of my dream situations was, you know, at when I was about uh, eight, or, eight or nine, there was a place called the Alligator Farm and it just blew my mind. They had giant crocodiles and alligators and uh, Orange County land got so expensive that they just had to leave because they just didn't have enough money. And uh, it was always a dream of mine to be able to one day, one day, one day, everything starts with a dream, I yep. believe, deep. Yep. Yep. And if you don't have a deep enough dream, then you won't probably fulfill it because right. you have to have enough passion to get through the impossible because I don't think anything good's just going to be handed to anybody.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, and your lo- and hard your, work, and your location is a true destination. Like people fly in from all over the all planet. All over the world. Huh? I've seen so many influencers, celebrities, families. Right now, there's a bunch of kids running around. Like you have every spectrum. Like, when did this become real? When did the store? When did the reptile zoo become real?
0: So I always like to say I started out when I was young and good looking. <laughs> so it actually took me about thirty-five. It took me twenty-five years to actually start to see the fulfillment of the of the dream. Yep. 20, twenty-five year
1: overnight success. Yeah, twenty-five
0: yeah. years, and that's when I started to really have some success. And of course the, the cool part was is despite not having money, I've had this ability to find the amazing moments in every bit of my life. I've always thought if you're gonna work, you know, fifty years a week and to do a vacation for two years, why I mean two months. Yeah. Two weeks, I'll get that right yet. <clears throat> Why in the world don't I just flip that model and figure out a way to work less where you enjoy it, yeah. and where I work doing something I love? And yep. to be honest, besides some of the paperwork and the financial end of it, every minute of my job is is not work, not one minute of it. I get to go all over the world, I get to do incredible things with incredible people. And somehow I, I use a term living the dream. Yep. And for me, that is literally living the dream. I mean, I when I was the poorest portion of my life during the 06- crash 07 and uh i ended up being able to go all uh, like two major trips all over the world and do crazy stuff and i had no money yeah. i was going i was you know doing it with at prince's houses and all kinds of crazy stuff so you know it ain't about money but money is a part of that this planet's ran on yeah
1: animals so, are hungry They're, food's expensive yeah <laughs>
0: that's the thing dreams are expensive yeah for sure <laughs> that's, that's the, the truth that's why the did truth. you
1: choose this animal uh well, you've got, you've got 100, 200, 300 options there. Why this?
0: Well, this isn't the only one today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got another oh, really? cool one behind All us right, let's go. going to come
0: out. <laughs> uh, this is actually a reticulated Python. And this is one of the passions I had. I have a kind of an exceptional, unique passion for big snakes. Uh, they're the, probably the worst choice for a financial situation. But I think that if you're really going to ever connect with finances, you're going to have to first connect with your passion. Mm. Because I really believe that. And maybe money's, you know, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of people going, what do you mean? Money is my passion. And that, you know what? They have more money than I'll ever see. And that's awesome. And, but I, for me, it was about connecting with my real true emotions on the things that I love the most. And for some reason, I've always been attracted. I think you are too. Big dinosaur animals. <laughs> I mean, you know, like. Two thousand five hundred pound crocodiles and you know giant sea turtles and huge snakes. Well, the huge snakes were something that I specialized in, and so my early stages was more of a focus of breeding the snakes to actually make the money for the dreams. Right. Because like this snake here has a bunch of special genes. This is not my founder type of snake because these snakes are caught in the wild with different genetics, and instead of pulling animals out of the wild all the time, which who wants to do that? we can take captive animals that are threatened and being killed for their skins and all kinds of things. And instead of them coming, coming in for pet trade and all that kind of thing too, we took them and we bred them. I started off with an endangered species. It was my real true first connection going into this business and it was an Indian Python and Indian. <laughs> I almost had him dying uh, overheated one time. And I remember I had this really expensive albino Burmese Python. At the time they were $3,000, right. you know, and for, Basically a young kid, three grand was everything. No, it was a ton of money. It was was a a nice car back then, you know? And I went out there and it was overheated, but there I had this Indian Python that cost me 500 bucks and it was like on the brink of death. And I was just like, oh God, please. I don't care if one has to go, let the money go. I want this Indian Python to survive. (laughs) And it was... It really affected me. <laughs> yep. I mean, it actually makes me emotional. Yeah. It yeah. was that big of a deal back then. I'm, I'm surprised. I never really thought about how deep it was. That was the beginning of my real passion for animals. And then when I saw the first baby snakes hatch, it was just like a spiritual experience. Wow! Yeah. bringing life in and not you know, it was just incredible.
1: Saving lives, protecting lives, creating new lives, yeah. and inspiring lives—the human lives that actually come here and uh, see honestly, what you Honestly, to do. be
0: honest, I'm I love animals, but people are my real passion. If you, I mean, you know, people sometimes like, Oh man, I don't want to hear that, man. people are important. And I, I just think that relate because I was orphaned at 14 and my mom died when I was four, I was adopted in the first place. I think I have a special connection with the fact that everybody's your family and that that is the most important thing is people and your relationship with them. I think you must have that too, because I noticed that you do a lot of
1: my whole life's about people.
0: Well, you put a lot of effort into raising money for great causes. I've seen you work with some incredible people. And that that to me is like inspiring. Because I I hope, you know, I've had a couple of years of crazy money and I just like I want to figure out a way to make them again now. Honestly, I don't need money. I want to give it away. But I you know, I need to have a couple more of those years. Of course. But that being said. Start little, it grows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's literally what the Money Mondays is about. Yeah. So we're going to do a quick switch out because we have another guest animal that's here with us inside the RV motorhome. While we do the switch out, I'm going to ask Tarzan, you also like snakes. Your recent video had 90 million views of you trying Ooh, to hold on baby. to a, a freaking co- like a king cobra. What was that thing? Like, tell yeah, us about man, that. I went
2: to uh, Indonesia and a uh, home of the... King cobras and reticulated they eat, pythons. They, they these guys really? battle for territory. Oh my gosh! So uh, when a when a retic is small and, a, and a, a king cobra is an adult, the king cobra preys on the reticulated pythons. So, but once they reach a certain size, they don't come really a food choice because they're just too big, you know. But yeah, man, that video came from me, you know, going on a trip over there. I actually called Jay when I was over there. Said, "Hey, I'm in Komodo Island. You got any friends over here? I can go. <laughs> I can go visit." So you know, I, I always call. Some of my OGs and old friends, you know, that have been around the world before, and see if they have any places that I should go, like any hot spots and stuff yeah. like that. So, Whoa, I ended buddy. up. Uh, <laughs> Relax, girl. I ended up going to a spot where, um, right now in Indonesia, it's uh, it's going on three. It goes six months dry, six months wet, and it's been three wet seasons in a row. So there hasn't been a dry season. So wherever there is land, tons of snakes. Right. So my buddy's like, "Hey, I know a spot." Where my uncles live. When are we going? Whenever you want. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, 2023 is going to be
0: a travel year that's, for me, baby. Gonna, I like that. I like that. We're going like to hook up, we're gonna have to Let's hook go, up man. Make the ultimate animal reptile animal collab. Yeah, man. <laughs> It'll be fun.
1: All right. So we have a new guest. Can you tell us about this?
0: Yeah, this is actually coconut. There you go.
1: Yeah, let me get some of that,
0: man. <laughs> okay, but watch out for her. She will bite. She Shit. can bite. And she's apparently going to pee a little bit
2: (laughs) There you go She is beautiful man
0: (laughs) Is that awesome or what? Yeah Talking about a dream that's fifty thousand dollar animal.
2: Wow! Who would wow. think
0: I'd ever even have fifty grand
2: to rub? That's always, a that's a money right there.
0: I always say I rub together two pennies and they turn into nickels, and then I rub together two nickels, they turn into quarters, and I rub them together and they turn back to pennies once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but I never give up. Wow! <laughs> now they turn into coconut. <laughs> exactly. This is so so what is animal. coconut? Uh, coconut is an albino American alligator. He knows. Go ahead, tell him. This them is all an about albino alligator. American alligator.
2: He looks so happy. Like yes, alligator. man. <laughs> like I mean, kidney you? He's always touching. Uh, I don't know. Growing up in not growing up in Florida, but I live in Florida about a decade now, and you see regular alligators, but when you see an albino leucistic, uh, they even got Sh- pied alligators out there now Absolutely. too, and they're just so funky to look at, man. You know, just a <laughs> crocodilian that's yellow. What? <laughs> so one, sick. I mean,
0: yeah. He's the thing you'll notice about animals and people that love animals. It'll take us right back to our childhood. Yeah, and, man. And we connect with our we we love connecting in a lower, more exciting. I mean. Look at that, man. Instant, instant energy. Just right boom. in his face. Yep. So,
2: one thing I love about these alligators, they have a nictating membrane. So it's like a goggle that goes over their eyes. That's eyelid. cool. If you guys can zoom in on it, right, let's see if we, if we can see it. Oh, almost. Right, almost. Right there. And watch it come <laughs> back open.
0: <laughs> she, nice like... and
2: slow. Look at the thing. There it is. Whoa. Right there. Cool. So cool. Like, built they, goggles, they, baby. They go underwater, and that, that nictated membrane goes over their eyes, so they're able to open their eyes underwater and look around. They have built-in goggles. And
0: their ears close. That's
2: crazy, man. <laughs> this
1: is so cool.
0: So they actually have a, I I don't want to get bit here, but right here is actually an ear. I've never seen the inside, but somebody said they saw the inside, and it's like a Martian's brain. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the so inside sick. of one? No, never. Yeah. Chris was telling me. Wow, man. All right.
1: So we have three topics to go over. Otherwise, I'll be talking about animals for the next 16 hours. Okay. How do we make (laughs) money? Exactly. (laughs) How do we make money? How do you invest money? How do you give it away? So we're just going to ask real quick, rapid fire questions. How can people make money or how do you make money in the animal business?
0: Well, a lot of people ask me how I got here and they say, what did I go to school? I literally just doubled down on what I was good at and I just carried it anywhere I could figure out a way to to monetize it. uh, I just... Tried to, you know, like I said, I literally started breeding the pythons because it was my passion and the pythons turned into, you know, I wanted to do education and doing education is it pays decent too. you. Go to schools, you yep. go to special events, you do corporate parties and events. And so I really kept it simple. I mean, I just thought, hey, you know, I see you doing some stuff that's so simple, but it adds up. Right. I mean, at the other day, if you, you I always tell everybody. A good investment is just when you don't lose money because then when you actually make money, you get to keep it. Right. When you cost if you make big risky investments for me, then it's like you go backwards so far that it takes just to get back to zero. Yep. And so I like to be a little bit more careful than most people. I've never been a big stock market person. I always wished I was, but so many times I look at my friends and I go, oh, my God, I'm so glad I wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I've always invested in myself. Yep. And that's that's really the truth is a long time ago when I started, I had a little pet store. And a little pet store, I decided, you know what? I'm looking for a niche market. Quit trying to run an ad that one person out of 10,000 is going to care. Instead, go buy something so cool and put it in an enclosure. Right. And everybody's going to talk about it. Yep. And this is before social media. Right. And eventually, that model turned into the reptile zoo. Yep. And uh, so people get to come from all over the world. I mean, I, it's amazing. I have princes, I have all kinds of crazy.
1: Everybody, everybody yeah, I see. No, it's them. like yeah.
0: from the poorest to the richest. I love it. To me, that is, you know, I, it's just incredible. I mean, I, I remember one day I came to work and I a little girl run up to my leg, hug my leg and say, oh, I love her animals. And then <laughs> in the afternoon I had a 60 year old man Practically in tears to meet me, right. and then in the evening I had Snoop Dogg, me, right, rapper. and then I had yeah. the biggest bodyguard at yeah. the whole place wrapping his arms around me, hugging yeah. me, and I thought, how could it get better than this? Forget money. Right. I mean, to be honest, how right. does it get better than that? Yeah, Every yeah. one of them willing just to, you know, put themselves out. With, uh, to, to me, if you got community, you got everything. Absolutely. So that. you
1: mentioned investing, my investment strategy that I always preach about on stage over and over is called 40, 40, 20, right? I do 40% low risk, 40% medium risk, 20% high risk, yeah. which is like the shot
0: at glory. Hopefully I it works out, that. you know, that, I, I agree with
1: that. The, the 40% low risk, I'm hoping to make like five to 9% a year. It's not going to make you rich, but it's just to kind of like take care of things, cover inflation, et cetera. The medium risk, the 40% here, this is where I like the most. This is real estate the stock market, investing in cash flowing businesses like restaurants, drag cleaners, et cetera. I'm hoping to make 10 to 30% in that middle range right there. The 20% high risk, which is the fun part, you know, you cross your fingers and hope you're right. I'm hoping that these things over here, this, the low risk, medium risk will cover that.
0: Yeah. Or so, you'll hit a grand slam or right? you'll hit a grand slam. And it never takes, like I said, you never lose enough that you, right. that's smart. I mean, I listen to your that and I've literally this year, I'm going to try to engage more and more of that because I actually, have money <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and it's always better to never in, go all in on any one thing right you know i've had some big big companies in the past that are publicly traded huge poker site and when you're all in on one thing any little thing can change the entire market we never expected the one whole word. world to get shut down we never expected a whole industry to get shut down you know you can't expect those things and so that's why i'm preaching all the time and created a whole podcast around it talking about money it's so that people start to make investing cool
0: so one thing I did do is a little bit of real estate. I have a second property, nice, and, and that's been good to me for sure. And I've all, and now I'm looking for a third property. Yep. Because I, I because I want to move into a third property. I'm hoping. I mean, but I'm also got my ear to the ground thinking it's not time. But unless the right deal pops, in. there's me. gonna
1: be some great deals in 2023. I think so. Some really great deals. I believe. Where,
0: I've always done good with my real estate choices, even though I've never had enough money to get in. Whenever I did, I I, I went it went big yeah. on every time.
1: The biggest thing is to stay calm in the midst of chaos. Yeah. While everyone else is freaking out, you stay calm, wait for the right situation, and... Right? Pounce.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is funny, because literally, reptiles, people say, they're not smart. And I say, why don't you go try to catch us? We we have to use pesticides, traps, all kinds of things to catch a rodent. Right. A snake doesn't even have hands, mm-hmm. and they and they catch rodents for a living because they absolutely don't let an opportunity go by. Mm-hmm. And I have lived my life very much like in, that. in, in the respects that when I see an opportunity, <laughs> even if I'm a little scared, I take the risk. Yep. If I if there's an opportunity, I'm going to take the risk.
1: Yeah, what's the and, risk? You're going to shake it off and you're going to build it back up. No risk, no reward. Look
0: back. I never look back if if it if it's a bad choice and it worked all wrong, that's okay. Yeah. I learned. Now maybe next time, I'm not going to I'm still going to take the risk, but I'm going to maybe be more calculated at it. Yep. So
2: I like that.
1: So Tarzan, hundreds of millions of views. How do you make money? Is it brand deals Monetization. Merch? What do you yeah. do? Yeah,
2: merch. You have a, my wild breed merch, you know. Did brand deals with Foot Locker and uh Arizona Ice Tea and Ignite, you know, YouTube partnerships, you know, Instagram partnerships. So constantly turn that wheel trying to figure out how I can say, yo, can I put ads or commercial space on these videos? You right. know? And also reinvesting in myself. Same as Absolutely. Jay did. you yeah. know, there's a lot of times where I'll, I'll take branded trips and someone will pay for a trip and then I'll take my money and go on a trip and there's right. no brands. Right. You know, so people can get the full experience of, you know, having Indonesia experience without having a commercial saying hey shop this shirt it's like yo this is straight animals straight I I remember
0: well it's only been like maybe three years and you showed up you had like 200,000 followers yeah man man you just kept knocking out of the park because you kept grinding you didn't care you didn't care about nothing instant success but it came anyway yeah man and I think that yeah that's
2: awesome five million in a year you know so went from working 725 an hour for six years at a pet store plus you know weekend tips doing parties and stuff like that to making 500 bucks for an Instagram story. That's why I knew something changed, you know? I was like, I give my weeks, my weeks, you know, more than a week's salary doing a- uh, Living the dream? Living the dream. You know, loving it, man. It's just beautiful, beautiful, man.
1: All right, so this question is for both of you. There are a lot of people that have animals and there's a lot of people that try to be animal influencers. You guys have obviously become the titans in the space. What is it that you think that makes you stand out or what could people do to try to make better animal content?
2: Well, to stand out is to be authentically yourself, you know, um, and like how, how Jay is, you know, he, he's a people person. He loves. That's what drives him. He's, he's passionate. You can see, you know, he's crying, talking about something that happened 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, when you're yourself and you 36 can 36 years, ago. 36 years ago, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, you have to be 100 percent yourself and people will gravitate towards you. You know, they're, they're going to feel something in common about what you're doing. And as far as animals, man, you got to give them the best life possible. I see Jay do a lot of mukbangs with his animals. He gives them chicken, shrimp, fish, oysters, and crabs, and crayfish, you know. Make sure your animals live in their best life, you know, because these animals are what make us cool. Right. You know, we're not cool by ourselves. Nope. The animals make us cool, you know. So, always, yeah, man. I always tell the videographers, hey,
0: 80% animal, right. try to make sure I'm in there somewhere. Right? Yeah. Because you know what? It's not about us. Sure. Life is not about us. If you make it all about you, you will never have relationships yep. that matter.
2: Yep.
0: And it, it, it's, it's really, I mean, I, I, I've still the most impressive thing I ever see you do to be completely honest. I mean, making money, I see, I meet so many billionaires, rich people, but taking your money and investing into other people mm-hmm. is epic. I mean, the toy drives, the, you know, the raising the money for orphans, obviously orphans have a big spot in my heart you
2: know what i mean yeah. i
0: hope to do a, a non uh, you know you will, in man. the future soon and and work towards you know unfortunately not as much animals as as humans that just got a bad shake in life yeah for sure. you know what i mean yeah. you didn't have it too easy yeah i didn't have it too easy and for some reason i've noticed more and more that some of the most famous people didn't have it easy yep. everybody thinks we all got it some handed down right so yeah. if you're an influencer. I think that at the end of the day, do it because you love it or you're wasting your time. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. End of wasting your time. I've I've seen so many people come because they think they're gonna go get rich. If you can't do it for free, you'll never do it for money. Right. Because you'll just get tired of it because the money will the money will no longer have the shine it had when you first got it. For sure. Yep. So we,
1: we first moved here, I was six months old and we actually moved a few blocks from here. Not really close to here. Wow. And I was there until I was eight years old. We had no money. Parents get divorced, moved to San Diego. We're living in like this 85 year old lady's extra extra room, extra room. So from like eight to 15, I had literally no money and we didn't even have anything. And so, you know, surviving on 20 grand a year for a family of four in Los Angeles. And as soon as I turned 15, I worked at Ruby's diner with a sailors cap on, worked at Qualcomm stadium, peanuts, cracker jacks here. (laughs) I worked for a stockbroker under the table, three jobs at the same time, saved up money. Like, that made me who I am. Not having money made me who I am. It took you know? me
0: a, it took me a while to realize that having the most what I thought was the most unfair start in the whole world was my advantage, For sure. yeah, it was literally my advantage in life. I because I, I I was it was only a.
2: <laughs> yep. Only up. I
0: mean, Not only was it not only up, I knew what the bottom felt like right. and I didn't really want to be there, yep. but I was comfortable if I ended up there again. Yep. And that made me able to take risks that other people would never take. Right. Because yep. I was like, you know what? I started at 14 years old. No mom, no dad, nowhere to live, no family of any kind. And dang it, I'm old enough now. If I have to start all over from scratch, I'll be fine. Yep. So I just do, I believe in really whatever your convictions are, stick to them.
1: Yep. All right, so the third and final topic we talked about how to make money. We talked about how you invest money. How do you give it away? And by the way, when it comes to when I say give away money, when it comes to charity, it's not just about the actual money. No. Even though this is the money Mondays, you can do charity with your social media power, with your efforts, with your cell phone, and just rallying the community together. Most of the charity events you guys see me post about Thanksgiving food drives, toy drives, back to school drives, etc. That's just rallying the community together. Whatever I buy or donate's optional it's the community of 400 people showing up as volunteers that's the work that's the effort so a lot of times again when we talk about giving away money to charity not just about money it's time and energy as well so for the both of you guys what is it and what type of charities do you like and what types of things do you want to get involved in or already have gotten involved in start with you
2: so you guys both are from california so i came here about like four or five years ago for the first time and uh, i was actually homeless in miami for a while maybe like uh about a year and a half, I slept behind underground reptiles and worked and touched I know, my car. I know, I know a little. You know? But it wasn't so it's an no uh, easy ride. Uh, I didn't know.
0: He, I thought you had an easier ride. Yeah, but that, yeah. like I said, it always shocks me. It's yeah,
2: like Every, everybody has effect. their stories to keep them going. You know. So uh, when I came here to uh, Cali, I seen Skid Row, and it broke my heart, man. You know. And uh, later on down the road, I did some business with some guys selling merch, and um, I had like some zebra print and cheetah print clothes. And uh, I, I ordered on a bunch of stuff, sold out all my stuff. And then I had like uh, maybe like 15 grand worth of clothes left. And I'm like, man, you know, I don't want to sell it. I don't want to put it on sale. I, I drove up there, packed it all up with the Skid Row and gave it all out. And it's one Ooh. of the best feelings, you know, of, of, of giving wow. back someone that didn't have clothes. And still to this day, I, I'll drive around Skid Row and I see like a couple shirts over yep. there. And I'm like, damn, man, you guys still got those clothes from, you know, four years ago. And it always gives me that extra itch to give back, you know. And uh, we were just recently at the reptile show and yeah. someone had one of our shirts on. I'm like, man, it just, it keeps that fire alive, you know? So just give them back whenever you can, man. Yeah. It costs nothing to be nice, you know?
0: I, I can't agree with them any any more in the world. And one thing that's been nice was having all these animals. I've been able to do a lot of fun events like, you know, uh, autism. Yep. They do a thing at they, a couple of huge events. We do Ronald McDonald House, uh, you know, so which is a great charity. You know, I'm letting people that don't have the money be close to their kids being treated with cancer. Uh, I really, I am a, really got a special place in my heart for underprivileged people. I mean, I don't know what you'd call them. People just didn't get a good fair shake. You know what I mean? Because I feel like they're capable of being the next most important people on the planet Earth. And all they need is a little bit of hope, a little bit of belief. And I I was lucky because I was a, stubborn, honestly, nasty little kid that just never took no. And when they told me I would never make it, I never believed them. And I spent my life proving them wrong, but some people, it crushes them. And so any way that we can help, my daughter's involved with a uh, organization uh, uh, that basically works in a area that's underprivileged. we love to give there and help there. And so I, I just think that I, like I said, I love animals, and that doesn't mean I don't give money to animal stuff. But, man, I want to save people, too. I want to help, help people. Your daughter has, like, way.
1: 20 million followers now. It's, <laughs>
0: yeah. it's crazy. Crushing it. I love it. <laughs> She's a little better looking than I am. <laughs> I didn't get mine with all my looks. I got mine with my cool, amazing animals that I got to share. <laughs>
1: That's awesome, uh, man. But, yeah. So what does the future hold for you?
0: Uh, Well... I wrote a book. I hope to release it in 2023. Nice. It's kind of some of the tough, amazing things that happened in my life. I literally consider my life a miracle. I've had so many things happen that were unexplainable, you know, the impossible over and over. And uh, I want to tell a story on how it happened. And and, uh, I've had a lot. And then also I'm working on a a TV show on Roku, uh, which is kind of exciting. It's something I've always wanted. Funny part is, is I wanted it so bad and I didn't have it, and then when I wasn't that worried about it because I kind of made it, ta-da! It's right. just how life they, they works. Come to right? your door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, life. I think that one thing I've learned in life is the things you need, you don't need. Right. <laughs> and that sometimes we get overly focused on something that we think we need, and if we just go out and be ourselves and help other people, you know, you end up being exactly what you dream about. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's just you have to let go and let it happen and uh so that's that's a couple big things you know yeah hopefully maybe maybe another location in the near future oh, yeah. so but we'll see i, I kind of want to work towards that charity thing first i like
1: it yeah tarzan what's the future hold for you
2: hey man animals you know uh there's, there's nothing actually else to it you know uh i was born for the life of animals you know they saved my life you know a long time ago i hadn't Really had a purpose until I figured out like I want to be a herpetologist, you know, when I was like three or four years old and I just always stuck to that, you know, so um, during my dark days and my darkest times, animals have fed me, kept me alive, kept me, you know, off the streets kept me traveling around the world. Look at this guy. Don't let this one take your ear.
0: <laughs> it's so, strong, yeah, man, right?
2: Very strong, man. <laughs> you think a little animal like this wouldn't be that strong? It's strong. But yeah, man, just learning more, you know. I want to travel more, travel deeper, you know, meet more indigenous people, learn about animals in their natural habitats, you know. I spent a lot of time in zoos and, you know, in captivity. So, when I get to go look at animals and learn from the natives and the locals, that's my life's mission, man, you know. And also to help give back over there as well. So,
1: so it's interesting is the Money Mondays is meant for people to learn about investing and how to grow their wealth, et cetera. But I noticed with both of you, if I handed you a hundred million dollars or you had a hundred dollars, you both I think would have the exact same smile. It, yeah.
2: uh, it would,
0: <laughs> I, I I tell you, it wouldn't even change me 1%. Yeah. The only thing is I'd be stressed out wondering where to where, give it to right. and do it and not, and give it to somewhere it's going to make a difference. Yeah. Yep. That's the truth. Yeah. I, that was one of the hardest things for me when I had a little bit of money was like, oh my gosh, I want to be, I want to use this money like a good investment you know I mean I don't care about it but I but I care about the fact that you want it to do you've done it like I said I you're a perfect example of of putting some effort into putting money in the future
1: money is a tool a lot of times the whole concept also sorry the way I always end the podcast is I say it's rude to not talk about money right and oftentimes people are like oh money is the root of all evil Mm -hmm. look at the joy you guys bring to the world Think about the billions of people that are going to see the content you create that brings them joy. There's money involved in that. You have It's expensive to oh take gosh. care of the hundreds of animals you guys both have. It's expensive. The the overhead, the content, the creation, it's millions of dollars to run your guys' world. So Millions. Uh, right. And people are like, oh, you shouldn't make money off this or you shouldn't make money off that. You have to have money as the tool to continue to perpetuate what it is that you believe in and what you're passionate about. And if you believe in what you're selling, it's rude of you not to sell it. So yeah. if you think you're good at – your vitamin helps people, or your energy drinks helps people, your your health and fitness helps people, it's rude of you not to sell it. I think a lot of people are always scared. I don't want to sell. I don't want to be salesy. If you think your product helps someone, it's rude of you not to sell it to them. Yep.
0: Back to genuine. <laughs> right. Genuine is what everybody wants. Yeah. They don't want – they just want the real – they want to know the real way to get healthy. They want yep. to know the real way to be happy. They want to know the real way to make money. They don't want gimmicks. They don't want fake. They did You know. They don't want the sales pitch. They just want to know the truth. I, you know. You said a good thing. Money is made. Money is a tool. Yes. You know, and people, people, people get used. And really, the funny thing, use money. And you don't use people.
1: Right. <laughs> yep. All right, guys, you are watching The Money Mondays. We have a couple requests. Please like and subscribe. Also, we want you to share this content because we want to continue to teach people how to make money, how to invest money, and how to give it away. I'm here with our co-host, The Real Tarzan, Jay Prehistoric Pets. Make sure to follow them on social media. We have Coconut here. We've got all these guests. All I got to ask for you guys to do is share this content so more people can see it and I promise you, deep in my soul, we're going to teach you guys how to make money, invest money and give it away to charity. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Money Mondays. We are co-hosted by The Real Tarzan. This guy gets over 200 million views a month and he is here with us right now to talk about animals and there happens to be an animal on our main guest for the evening, Mr. Tim Kennedy.
3: Nice. I wasn't sure if you were referring to me or the snake.
1: <laughs> no. um, why do you have a snake on right now?
3: Um, oh, because they're awesome. Yeah, they're awesome.
1: So Tim, if you could give us the two-minute version of your bio so that we can get straight to the money.
3: Oh man, that's a mess. All right. So uh, 18 years in special forces, uh, entrepreneur, have about 10, 10 businesses that I own wholly and another eight that I own a bunch in. Uh, I was an MMA fighter for a long time, so I fought in the UFC, uh, Strike Force, IFL, WC. Uh, fought for the world title a couple of times, and I have a, I'm one of the few fighters that have the amazing distinction of being a two time title contender, but never being called champion. So that's humiliating. That's shameful. It's embarrassing.
1: I'll call you champion.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, now you know, I own a private school, I own a defensive tactics training company. Um, father. You know, that of four amazing, amazing kids, beautiful wife, and uh, man, I'm just trying to make the world a better place now. That's amazing. So we only talk about three topics here.
1: How do people make money? How do they invest money? How do they give it away to charity? So we're going to walk through step by step those three topics. We like to keep our podcast short. It's around 35 minutes. That way you guys are working out or driving to work. You can listen to this in one sitting. So Tim Kennedy. What are some ways that people can make money or what are some ways that you like to make money?
3: Um, so on, on the investment side, I always have these three P's. I'm looking for purpose, the person, and then the plan. Um, if, if those things, the purpose first and foremost, if that's not aligned with who I am and the values that I share, like we're never going to be, you know, good partners. Uh, so that, idea, the the vision, the value, you know, like making sure, so I have a really clear mi- mission statement, you know, whether you believe in divine intervention, or whatever, like I believe I was put on this world for a very specific reason. And if I'm going to partner with somebody or I'm going to be doing something in business, they better be aligned with that. So that purpose is a really big one for me. And, uh, the person, you know, every time that w- when I was fighting, uh, I was living off I was, while I was in the military, we were really frugal, we were really diligent and, and disciplined with, with our finances. Um, so we had lots of extra money from when I was fighting and we just in, and those three P's would be the re, the way that we would invest that money. The person, you know, we need to see that motivated, um, hardworking, great work ethic, organized, you know, like the, the person that's faithful in the small things is going to be faithful in the big things. So like that healthy person, like they're getting up early, they're exercising, they're not eating crap. They're not drinking every night. They're not going out and blowing their money in while they're partying. You know, like just being a good person is is a really key indicator about how that person's going to be as a business partner you're like are they a faithful spouse right. are they um kind to their kids are they kind to their animals you know like they're just an asshole like i don't want to be a business with an asshole so between that person the person purpose and uh then lastly is the plan um i i want legitimate plans like hey i have this idea an idea on uh, not being able to be executed on the operational side it's useless right so that that plan of you know here's my real business strategy here's how i'm laying out this is where i'm getting the capital from this is how we're going to grow it this is how we're going to scale it you know and and when you have those three things in in combination that are happening in in a really cool innovative way it just seems to work so
1: so early in your career when you were in the military do you feel like nowadays is there a way for people to make money by joining the military, or does it have to be much more, more for a purpose, or is it both? Why I, should someone join the
3: military now? Man, it's both. It's it's both so much. My um my kids have full rights scholarships essentially that was given to them by the military. Nice. So I I fought went overseas and I, and the nine eleven GI Bill I was able to gift to my kids, um you know a, a whole bunch of my. Expenses that I had from college were paid for by the military. Um, they provide provide me three meals in a cot, and they, I got to see the world. I got to learn. I got to travel. I got to learn languages and understand, you know, how business worked internationally. Um, and uh, you know, but they also gave me one of the the greatest things, which was knowledge. They showed discipline, you know, and and I have a lot of discipline in a lot of areas of my life. Uh, but I was born with that. And you know, I had a great mom and dad that showed me lots of different things, but that discipline ultimately was instilled by the military. They 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 really laid it out for you about like how you're supposed to be, you know, you, Mattis said it great. You know, what's the most important thing that you do in a day? And he says, I wake up and I make my bed. And that's the first thing that he does. And he gets multiple wins. You were talking about it earlier. You get multiple wins. And that that momentum Compound. of success just starts building and compounding. Yeah. And truly that J curve and the exponential growth happens. So like I want little wins. So I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna make my bed. You know, I'm not gonna have coffee and a sugary cereal. You know, I'm gonna drink a bunch of water. And then I'm gonna walk outside. I'm gonna look at the sun for a second. I'm gonna come back in so I'm gonna make a real breakfast for my kids. Like my first real act of something is to do something for somebody else. I'm providing them real natural free range chickens that we have on our property, you know, on them scrambled eggs and oatmeal doing it the right way. So like the first thing that they do in the morning, I'm setting them up for success. And, uh, and then that just starts building and compounding. And by the, by the end of the day, the momentum and the energy, it's like, I'm a force.
1: You also mentioned that you have a private school. I don't think, do people know about this? Like, what is that? No. So, I mean, that was a,
3: (sighs) that was a close hold initially. The, it, that was really hard <laughs> to, uh, I, th- I, th- I think I'm good. At a lot of things, man, like starting a new school was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, it was definitely outside of the L- the realm of my expertise and, um, and man, I failed hard the first year and thank goodness that the families, the founding families that were there believed in the purpose and the mission. So like, they, Hey, we believe in you. We believe in this purpose. We believe in this idea. We'll stick with you. Year one had to get rid of almost my whole entire staff. Wow. Like everybody but one had to go packing. And then by year two, I have this amazing staff with this energy. We have a gigantic waiting list, you know, like thousands of people are applying. You know, 1,200 people on a waiting list. I know this is so cool. It sounds so cool. (laughs) And uh, and now it's like, how fast can I scale? Like, how much capital am I going to put in this? Am I buying land? Am I really going to switch from 60 students to the ability to have 600 students in one jump? Is that too big? Should I not go that big? Like, that's the decisions that we're looking at two years in. But again, that purpose, plan, and person. You know, having the wrong people had a great purpose, had a great plan. And man we flopped because we had the wrong people you know and then slight adjustments with the right people with a with an optimized plan and then now it's just like here we go yeah
1: so tarzan your entire purpose since you were three years old is animals how do do you monetize the animal industry
2: well when i first started on instagram and social media i actually did one of my first trips out of the country i was like man i went to costa rica first and my second trip i said man how can i bring people on a tour so uh, I met up with a guy that had, like, a hookup at a resort, and uh, they was going bankrupt. And he's like, man, I need, I need tourists. So I got, like, 15 people to pay, like, three grand a pop, and he actually didn't want any money. You know, he's one people to know about his place. So I made all that money. You had to keep
1: the 45 grand? Wow. <laughs> First time. Awesome. I
2: mean, imagine making seven, a you know, minimum wage, and then right. out of nowhere making 45 grand Jesus. and going to another country. It's like two years. You know? or so. And I made them buy their own flights and stuff, but took care of the food. We had a great time, yeah. you know, but it's how i got started man and then it was a wrap after that pull on hustle
3: not a hustle cuz like your your energy about about animals is contagious you know like your smile is sincere it is so genuine and authentic that when you know like when you brought those snakes out today you could just the room you saw people starting getting weird edgy and you're just feeding off all these different energies and yeah. you're so excited with the sincerity of trying to share this passion that you have you know, I was like, dude, I'm, this is so cool, yeah. you know, and I, and I love these things, but like watching you interact with these people and, and getting them to move through these barriers of fear that they have for themselves, like, I'd follow you all over the, all over the world. I hate to, I'm going to go to like, insert <laughs> some psychopath country, and I'm, cohesive, I'm, I'm I'm in, man, let's I go. love it, man. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, man,
2: I mean, you guys know, the best things on the, on the opposite side of fear are just all the best things, you know, so everybody's always scared of something, but it can't be snakes, you know, and if it is, I want to get you over that you know cuz look at you you're chilling yeah. you're hanging out it's it's lovely man you know and i love seeing other people be happy with and now you have a you have a belgian malinois right people love dogs people don't know that you know people love animals so some people love snakes and you don't have pet snakes but perfect opportunity you know That's awesome man
1: so you've been in multiple industries tim when you were in the fight industry with strike force ufc etc is there money in the fight industry is that too low for the fighters we've heard lots of different stories in media
3: yeah, the, the, the fighters make nowhere near what they should make and nowhere near what's fair for them to make. Nowhere near what is sustainable for them to have a career. You know, you're looking at, um, you know, Mario Shugan Hua that just retired. You know, he has serious brain damage, tons of TBI, tons of knockouts, ton of concussions, broken hands, broken legs. You know, he has no health care. He has no retirement. You know, hopefully he did something with his fight purse while he was working, or he has had started some business that will be able to sustain him. Otherwise, like the day he's done, he's done. You know, good luck that he has he has nothing. And and um, that cowboy Cerrone, you know, like a great friend. He uh, he did it right the last five five ten years of his career. He's finding great sponsors. He's transitioning into racing. You know, he's getting kind of a voice um, that will carry into acting. You know, he's taking acting lessons. So when he starts the day that he retires, he drops his gloves in the center of that octagon, he's boom going to he's already setting himself up for the next thing. That is a very rare thing. The vast majority of fighters when they go and retire, they're left drowning. You know, they're they're treading water as best they can and they're just floundering and slowly sinking under, you know, we know the statistics of professional athletes in retirement, how fast they go bankrupt. Well, these are professional athletes that are retiring, not retiring. They're stopping to fight with no other source of income and tons of damage to their bodies and um, without really usable skills. So no, it, it is shameful what they get paid. It's embarrassing um, the profit margin. You know, if you go to almost every single pugilistic sport, the, from wrestling to boxing, it is, it is it is indescribable how selfish the the promotions are and how they're paying their fighters how do you think that gets fixed I mean how many times have we tried like I, I've been part of two different unions starting up two different fighter unions to try to have a collective bargaining you know but the the organizations, the promotions have these athletes by their balls. And that one thing that is so difficult to overcome is, and and I I was victim of it too. I want so bad to be the best in the world. I so desperately want to be known as the world champion. And um, what am I going to sacrifice for that title? You know, my body for sure. My finances, absolutely. My marriage, most people, right. And, uh, and it's all for that, this, that, that carrot right in front of them that they're just constantly chasing for forever. And, uh, and the promotions know that, you know, Dan has been in the fight world for long enough to know exactly the thing that drives all of his fighters. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> okay. So we talked about making money and you talked a little bit about investing money. Why is it that fighters, athletes, etc., should be considering investing money after their career or along the way during their career?
3: Yeah. So while you're, while you're fighting, you, you have this window. Yeah. This (laughs) tiny little window to make this money. And, um, there are a lot of fighters that want to stay hungry. So they, they need to fight again. You know, Connor's a great example of it where he, he would spend himself to near bankruptcy. So he had that hunger to get back in there when he didn't need that money anymore. We've seen how he's been performing after that, you know, that hunger is, is a big motivator. Mike Tyson is another example of that, you know, he would spend himself into poverty. So he had to go back out and perform. Um, that is so dangerous and it's, it's idiotic, um, in that small window that you have to make that money and then invest that money The money that you just hold on to, hoping that in retirement, you're going to live off of, you know, like obviously inflation, we're fighting the taxes that we're fighting, um, but your inability to redirect that revenue into something that is going to over a long period of time, continue to generate me more money. Like that's your window to do it. And, uh, while you're fighting, you don't need that money. I don't need that money in the bank. You know, like I know I'm going to fight again. Um, but when I get hurt or I go to kick a guy and my shin shatters, um, or I get knocked out and it's bad and the doc's like, man, I don't know what's going on, but if I don't think you should get concussed again, cool, man, I've, I've already pivoted. I'm ready to go. And I've been planning for this for, from my very first fight. And, um, man, I started, I started investing early, early, you know, in, in my 17 year career, you know, four or five years in. I started using all of my fight money to do very specific things. Some of the other times there was improvements on houses, bought a B and B, bought a, a little co- a little compound with four different uh, like this uh, duplex. Um, like I just kept going every single time. All the money would just be redirected into something else outside of fighting. Yep. You know. I love it. So we talked
1: about how you make money. We talked about how you invest money. Let's talk about how you like to give money away and why charity is important. Are there any charities that are important to you and why is charity important for athletes, people in the industry and why they should be considering charity as well?
3: Yeah, it's um it is as important. I love that those three things uh are are the foundation of the Money Mondays is um that giving aspect. In every single religion you you see this encouraging to to give back. And it's not just to help those that don't have, it's also to help you, you know, if you are, how are you able to give unless you know how much you have, how much are you able to give unless you understand how much you're going to be getting like, first of all, it forces you to budget. It forces you to understand the accounting of your own life and and to be a good steward of your dollars. And then with that person purpose and plan, I'm able to give to things that contribute back to the areas that I care about and I work in. So, you know, I have my community, I have my tribe. I want that community and tribe to be very healthy, strong, and powerful with rising tides, all boats are raised. So if I'm giving back to veteran organizations, if I'm, you know, the things that, that hurt my soul, you know, when I was in the military and I was watching, you know, in South America and and the Caribbean seeing human trafficking be really common and I couldn't do anything about it because of the positions and the roles that I was in now coming back and be like, well, now I can give to these organizations, or I can help, or I can don't, you know, I I can donate time. Um, Afghanistan is a really great example. During the fall of Afghanistan, the veteran community was just dying, like watching twenty years at war the whole entire country's crumbling. You know, we lost how many friends, how many how many soldiers lost their limbs there. And now we're watching the entire country be taken back by the Taliban. So we, we, we founded our own nonprofit, Save Our Allies. And then we not just founded it, then we went overseas and started evacuating thousands of people out of the country that were allies of ours during the war. Um, Americans, SIVs, green card holders, you know, like something that was saving my mind, saving my soul, but also like, impacting every single person in my community. Like to this day, I can't walk onto a military base or into an American Legion or, or a VFW. And somebody's like, man, I was thinking about killing myself over what was happening in Afghanistan. And then I, tr- I, I, I find out that you guys loaded a plane, a C-17 full of 500 people and flew it out of Kabul. I was like, dude, we did that 30 times, <laughs> Oh my god! Damn. you know, like yeah. thousands of people in 10 days. Um, so it is so good for, for your soul, but it's also so good for your finances. Um, if if you're doing it in the right way, it's helping with taxes. If you're doing it the right way, it's giving back to a community that you care about. And as that community thrives, let's just say, um, if you want to be super selfish about it, in a community that you have a and b in, and you're giving back to that community, and that community is getting healthier and the prices of the properties in that area are getting better. Like not only are you saving money in what you're giving as a donation, and there's limits to what you can do in the IRS, but the area that you own stuff in is getting better. So you shouldn't do it out of a, a, a selfish monetized position, but it is it is better for everybody. It's better for your soul. It's better for your finances. And it's better for those that you're giving it to. Um, and uh, the way that I do it is I, I all back to my purpose, like my, our mission statement of my, of my company that, that owns everything is to preserve and protect and to provide we to teach people and equip people to preserve human life, to protect human life and to provide for their families. And, um, you know, that's, that's everybody. That's, that's Muslims. That's blacks. That's whites. That's, I don't give a fuck who you are. I want you to be the best version of yourself so you can preserve and protect human life and then provide for your family. And, um, and doing that philanthropically is so rad, you know, it's so <laughs> rewarding. And, you know, we're going to have, you know, you, you wanting to give back, like how, how many different ways can you give back in pre- preserving wetlands? You know, that's a way to do it in wildlife. Am I going to, in conservation, I'm going to be looking to support anti-poaching operations, you know, mm-hmm. two totally different humans, but with the same kind of passion towards different ideals. Awesome. You know, so I think the biggest thing
1: I gathered from what you said was it wasn't about the money. It was energy, effort, and like gathering people together to have a common good or a common goal to go fix something or go do something. You didn't talk about money to go save people from... Kabul. What was it called,
3: Cabo? Yeah, Cabo was the city where like, we were stuck. You know,
1: it wasn't talking about money like how much it took. You talked about the efforts that it took of your teams to go out there and bring 30 planes of people back. The way you talked about each aspect, in the same way with Tarzan for the animals, it's not about him donating a thousand dollars or ten thousand or hundred thousand or a million bucks it's about getting tens of millions of views about wow we need to help save this animal we need to stop poachers here because of x y and z it's not always about the money part of it
2: it's lovely man absolutely you know it's, it's so gratifying too man to be able to help animals that can't speak a language you know they don't, they don't have no they have no shot against humans you know so i'm making my life to save them because i feel they saved me you know and saving wetlands and anti you know helping anti-poaching it's the best thing man you know so all right
1: tim last question in the year 2023 there's gonna be a lot of chaos oh man you deal with a lot of situations a lot of bad guys try to help people with your schools try to help people with work defend people train them on guns there's so many aspects of your life
3: how do you stay calm amongst the chaos so preparation you know if you're walking out to the octagon and and you think that you're going to be calm in that fight when you haven't done any of the fight camp, you're insane, right? You're about to get knocked out or choked out. Um, if I'm at, Before I deploy overseas, we do a PMT, a pre-mission train-up. We know what our mission is and we reverse. We look at our metal tasks, all of the things that we're supposed to be good at and how are those things going to be utilized in a combat environment? And we focus on those tasks. So by the time this pre-mission train-up's done, I've done all the things I need to do that, so when I go to war, I'm ready to do it. I'm prepared. It's a pre-mission train-up if i think i'm going to move into 2023 without properly preparing if i'm not going to be financially fit and physically fit if if my household isn't in order you know like you're you're crazy how are you going to respond to the chaos when you're not even in a good position with ind- as an individually responsible citizen where I, okay oh man I, I i i hope i can get to food what hope that's your plan hope it's not a plan you know look like what you're doing this is exactly what everyone should be doing you should be able to educate your own children you should be able to feed your own children you should be able to protect your own children and you have to be able to do that you can't do it by yourself So you have to have a community and a tribe that can go along with that so like you have to be faithful in the small things you don't get to pick when where how why the economy is going to crash somebody's going to mug you. you don't get to pick any of those five w's you can only control what you control, can control and preparation is all of that so be sleeping, be exercising be having a healthy diet be diligent with your finances be intentional with your friendships and your family you know and like you're going to be in a really strong position so whatever happens man like I prepared for this Ready. bring it bitches alright <laughs> <laughs> guys you are listening
1: to the Money Mondays we are co-hosted here with The Real Tarzan we were just interviewing Tim Kennedy I have one favor to ask you guys like comment subscribe share this so that we can help teach more people about money because it's so important and i think it's rude to not talk about money